Hey guys, it's Keon, and today I'm going to be talking about Sean Strickland because I gotta admit, he proved me wrong. I did not think he was going to win this fight against Nasruddin Imavov because everything was going against him going into this one. First off, he took it on short notice, so whenever a fighter has to take a fight on short notice like this and against an up-and-coming prospect in Nasruddin Imavov, I was just like, damn. Sean is not gonna have a good time in this one. And look, his last fight against Jared Cannonier, it was a pretty close split decision defeat. Some people said maybe Sean won that fight, but in the end of the day, he lost it. And it really felt like he was going to a position in the middleweight division where he was going to be a gatekeeper, just a journeyman at 185. But Man, this fight against Nasruddin Imavov, he really proved that there are levels to this because as good as Nasruddin is, and, and I've been seeing a lot of people online saying that Nasruddin was overhyped, he's not good enough. But in my opinion, I think Sean was just overlooked. This guy is a legitimate top 10 guy in the middleweight division, and he proved this in this fight. And he proved that in this fight against Nasruddin because he made it his. He fought the way he fought and Nasruddin basically had to follow his steps the entire way. And you could see it was frustrating for Nasruddin because he couldn't implement his own style of fighting in this fight. And this continued for basically all five rounds. There were some moments that Nasruddin have here and there. Sure, you could maybe give him a round here and there, but in the end of the day, it was a clear-cut victory for Sean Strickland, in my opinion. Was it the most exciting victory by Sean? No, but that's the case for most of his fights. He's not the most entertaining fighter. That's why most of his entertainment comes outside of the cage whenever he talks on the mic and just says whatever he wants to say. He's smart in that way that he knows He's not going to be that highlight reel finisher that people want to see, but he's going to make up for it outside of the cage. And I feel like a lot of fighters need to take notice of that. Colby Covington is a prime example of this too. He's not the most entertaining fighter, but outside of the cage, he's exciting and it really promotes his fights. Like I've seen some people even talk about Sean Strickland belongs on pay-per-view cards due to how entertaining he is, how good he is in building a fight and how people look forward to seeing what he has to say before these fights or even between fights as well. He's just an entertaining character in the MMA world. But listen, you can't just be an entertaining fighter and not win fights. So it looked like it was going to be bad for Sean Strickland had he not won this fight against Nasruddin. It would have been two defeats in a row and this defeat would have been worse for sure because he's losing to someone who was ranked number 12 in the division while right now Sean is number 7 at 185. So if he lost to him, it was like there would be no doubt in my mind the UFC would continue giving Sean up-and-comers because that's what the journeyman role has to fulfill, basically help build other names in the division. But I'm not going to lie, even after this win against Nasser Dean, I think Sean still has to fight some up-and-coming names. And some that I see in this 185-pound division include Drikas Duplessis, 
So I totally forgot that Drakus is going to be fighting Derek Brunson at UFC 285. And in this video, I mentioned quite a bit that Sean should fight either one of them. I know I'm a dumbass, but let's say one of them does pull out of that UFC 285 card. I think it would be a good opportunity for Sean to get right in there. I'd say Roman Delize, but he's going to be fighting Marvin Vittori. Another name that I see is Andre Muniz. And I think those are probably the two most likely matchups for Sean at this point. If the UFC is looking to build him up to a title shot, which it's kind of hard to say at this point, I personally don't think they are interested in doing that right now. They are more interested in probably building some of the other names at 185 off of Sean's name. But if they were to build Sean up to a title shot, I think a good option for him would probably be Derek Brunson, because Derek Brunson hasn't fought in a while. His last defeat was to Jared Cannonier. Sean's last defeat was to Jared Cannonier. So why not put those two together? Derek Brunson, even though he lost that fight to Jared, still a legit 185er and a very good wrestler. So it would be a bad matchup for Sean Strickland. But at the same time, it really doesn't matter in regards to wins or losses for Sean, because like I said, his personality is what people come to see, not necessarily his fighting or winning and losing. But in terms of Sean climbing up the rankings, he has to win. And this is not a favorable matchup for him if he fights Derek Bronson, but that's just what it is if he's going to climb up because the other options are Israel Adesanya. I'm not going to lie. I would love to see that fight because those two had a back and forth in that press conference one time. And it seemed like, man, if Sean Strickland beats Alex Pereira and gets a title shot, man, how fun would that be? What a fun back and forth press conference between those two. It would have been for the title fight. But even if those two did fight, I'd still pick Israel to win because it'd be a battle of strikers. And I just think Israel is the better striker. And look at Sean when he fought Alex Pereira. The guy went toe-to-toe -to -toe with him and just got absolutely destroyed. So Sean is very good. I think, is he the greatest striker ever? No, but he is a smart striker and he has good fight IQ. And I think that really does shine against some of the fighters in this division, especially the young up-and-comers who don't have as much experience. And even what the commentary team was saying, Sean just came off of a five-round fight. He knows how to pace himself, which is why he's going at such a good pace right now in this fight against Nasser Adin. And for Nasser Adin, this was deep waters, new territory for him. So, of course, it was going to be difficult. And I also feel bad for Nasser Adin that his original matchup in Kelvin Gastelum changed so suddenly to Sean Strickland because Kelvin and Sean are two completely different types of fights. Kelvin is more of a wrestler. And Sean is more of a striker who can go for a very long time. And I just feel like Nasruddin was preparing for a wrestler going into this fight. And instead, he got a striker who was much bigger than him. So he definitely had a disadvantage there. But we also can't overlook the disadvantage that Sean had in regards to taking this fight on short notice and doing it against an up-and-coming prospect with a lot of momentum while he was coming off of a defeat. So, like I said, I respect the hell out of Sean for not only taking this fight, but also 
making a statement by showing everyone that he shouldn't be overlooked. He is still a name that we should care about in this 185 pound division, but he is in a tough spot right now in regards to wanting to continue to climb up at 185 because look, Israel Adesanya, that fight's not going to happen right now unless the UFC wants to give Israel a nice bounce back fight if Israel doesn't fight Alex Pereira right away, which I assume is going to happen. So if it's not that, there's also Robert Whitaker. His fight with Paulo Costa just got scrapped. And honestly, I think that's another option too. If they want to just give Robert a win, I'll do respect to Sean, but I just don't see him beating Robert Whitaker. And yeah, if the UFC does want to do that, I could definitely see that happening. Jared Cannonier just came off of that defeat to Jared. So I don't think anyone wants to see an immediate rematch right away between those two, especially with how the fight went. It wasn't the most entertaining fight. Derek Brunson, like I said, I think that would be the most logical option. We also have Marvin Vittori, who, like I said, is fighting Roman Delize. And then Paulo Costa, his fight with Robert Whitaker got scrapped because he never agreed to the fight. And who knows, maybe the UFC will make that fight, but I just have a feeling that right now I feel like Paulo is going to be iced out by the promotion because this is the last fight on his contract. He's been speaking very badly about the UFC. So when a fight is in this position, they're demanding more money, last fight on their contract, and this entire back and forth with the promotion goes on, it's not a good position to be in. So I don't think he's going to be fighting for a while personally but if the UFC does want to get Paulo back into the cage I think a good option would be Sean Strickland but I also don't think the UFC wants Paulo to win the last fight on his contract I think that's the last thing they want which is why they were thinking about this fight with Robert Whitaker or even one with Hamza Chemaev because they want to give Paulo the toughest fight they don't want him to have leverage going into free agency. The promotion never likes when one of their fighters has that. So right now, Sean does have a couple of options in the top five, top six, but I could also see the promotion giving him an up-and-comer like Andre Muniz or Drikas Duplessis. And personally, I could definitely see Drikas Duplessis being that option. I feel like Drake has got booked for a fight, did he? I'm not entirely too sure, but if he hasn't been booked for a fight, Drake has duplessis versus Sean Strickland is a good option. I feel like I called Sean Strickland Sean Brady at some point in this video, but um, Sean Strickland has a lot of options ahead of him, both ahead of him and below him in the rankings and i'm looking forward to seeing it because like i said even though he's not the most entertaining fighter he is an entertaining personality and i also got to give credit to him for his post-fight speech when he shouted out stefan bonner the late stefan bonner by saying that when these fighters leave mma once they leave the ufc no one cares about them anymore and no one is looking to help them when they really do need the help. Stefan was one of those guys. And I'm so happy Sean brought this up because he is speaking facts. These fighters do not get any help or respect once they're done fighting compared to other sports like the NBA, NFL, etc. And 
I'm happy Sean used his platform to talk about that, which was actually surprising because Sean usually likes to talk a lot of crap while he's on TV. But in this moment, he really brought something up that was important to my opinion and it's something we should talk about more so good on sean strickland for not only honoring stefan bonner but also letting everyone know how it is in regards to fighters once they're done fighting but what do you think who's next for sean strickland and do you think he could make it to the top one day but that's a lot for now so i'll see you on my next one